You're listening to Stocks and Sandals, a podcast by Stock Dads for Stock Dads. Following two best buds and former college roommates on their journey to master the stock market and the art of being a dad. So pull up your cargo shorts, put on your grass-stained New Balances, and let's throw some stocks on the grill. Here are your hosts, DJ Brown and Mike Sabala. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Socks and Sandals podcast. This is your host, Mike Savala, and I'm joined, as always, by DJ Brown. And we are yet again talking about sports, aka the bane of my existence. Um, I think DJ is scheduling all these sports-related podcasts because he likes to see me uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah, I, I, uh, I love sports, so the more of these, the better for me. But yeah, I, I do this just specifically to watch you squirm. Um, yeah. But yeah, no, it's it's been it's been good. We've had a lot of fun episodes lately. This is another uh, pretty exciting one for me. Um, I'm really interested to learn more about this topic. You know, I've uh, you know kind of thought about getting involved in it, and um, you know, but today we're gonna be talking about sports betting uh, and. We have with us, uh, he goes by Seppi, is his uh, ulterior ego, or uh, is that a word, ulterior? Did I just make a <laughs> it's word? It's my sports it, handicapping. It's my sports <laughs> handle for handicapping. There you go. And uh, Seppi, tell us, I, I, you were telling us a little bit before uh, we started the recording, you know, why it's important for you to kind of maintain your um, privacy and stuff. So, I mean, just tell us a little bit about that. Exactly. We're in a gambling world and, you know, you just don't know who's gambling, how much. And, you know, I just, I have a family, so I keep the two worlds separate to say the least about it. <laughs> yeah, no, I think that's smart. I think that's understandable too, for sure. So, um, you're not like DJ and me just posting our face everywhere to be targeted. by. Exactly. Yeah. We're going to have our identities stolen. People are going to come after us, all sorts of fun stuff. Um, yeah. yeah. No, but uh, so just, I guess, you know, give us a quick uh, two minute rundown of, of who you are and, you know, kind of what you do, your background a little bit. Yeah, I come from um, sales and um, a little bit of marketing in the back in my normal life, you know, and then uh, some personal situations occurred and forced me to basically find a different method of income. Um, and that income was originally for the last, you know, 15 years, it was half poker and half um, gambling. And over the last, uh, you know, couple of years, I've since dwindled down on the poker because um, that's a lot more time consuming and a lot less plus EV expected value. And um, I can control the, the swings a lot more by just, you know, researching data and focusing more times on, you know, sports, you know, data. Sure. So, so I, I mean, I've always like had, I mean, I, like a negative connotation goes with like gambling, you know, like a, like sports betting and stuff has always kind of sounded really, you know, I don't know, shady and negative and all that kind of stuff. But I mean, the, the more I've thought about it and the more I've looked in and started to get into stocks, I mean, like it's really not much different. I mean, if you're doing it the right way, I mean, you, you are analyzing, you know, teams and players and you're analyzing, you know, their performance and what they're doing. And then you kind of are, measuring your risk based on that kind of stuff right i mean whereas stocks you're measuring you know a, a company's financials and their performance and their you know their ceo and like you know their stats and all that kind of stuff so tell me just a little bit more like you know 
I guess, how did you get started with betting? And well, to cut in on what you just said, DJ, um, you know, you, you basically just said exactly what I've been explaining to my family. I'm in my mid thirties. Okay. So I've been doing this since early twenties, even late teens when I was still in high school a little bit. Um, and it does have a very negative connotation on it. You know, it's, 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 um, Oh, you're never going to be able to make it long-term in that you're not, there's nothing positive that comes out of that. And my story and my comparison, my whole life is, well, you know, my father was in the stock market, <laughs> dad, you're going to trade stocks all day. All I'm doing is I'm just trading data and I'm put, putting a wager on it. Just like you would be putting a wager on buying that stock and hoping that it's going to do what you think that your data says it's going to do. And that's exactly what I do with my data with sports. But the only difference is, um, I'm trying to get into stocks personally. That's something that um, shout out to the at big whiff. One of my buddies, uh, he's trying to help me with one of the best guys about that. He's <laughs> you know, really trying to take me under his wing with this because, I, you know, I'm telling you, I am clueless when it comes to stocks. I mean, I know Bitcoin because that's what I cash out with, with poker. <laughs> right, it. right. And for those of you who don't know, uh, the big whiff is one of our dad moderators on the on the Facebook or and the Stock Dads Discord. So that's how, how we got connected with Seppi. So very cool, man. I mean, I, I, I do definitely see a lot of similarities the more I've thought about it, you know, and I I think it's just a matter of like a, a mindset. And I think there's, you know, like anything, you know, it, it comes down to risk management and how much you actually want to study what you're doing and not just, you know, playing off of emotions. Same thing with the stock market again, like, you know, just picking a, a big name because it's a big name is not going to, not going to always do well. Keyword that you just said right there, emotions. I've learned this the hard way because in our industry and in gambling, you learn by losing, you know, it costs money. That's how you get better over time. So that's why I created Discord so that I can help people not have to lose and learn. They can learn from me. They come into my Discord. They come into, you know, my Facebook group and, you know, I provide them with plays every day. We'll get into that in a little bit. So, you know, you just want to take your emotions out of it. And that's why I you know, I don't bet on Philadelphia teams because I'm a diehard Philadelphia sports fan. You know, any type of team, Phillies, Eagles, Flyers, I, I love betting on them, but I realize that I'm betting with my heart and my emotions instead of the data. Mm -hmm. For sure. So, yeah, that's I feel like that's pretty disciplined, honestly. So good job. Good job. <laughs> but I, Hey, I, I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to lie. You know, say um, we'll go into unit size later, but you know, say your unit is $150. I'll still put a good $20, just a little slice on my team for a little bit of a sweat. You know, I'm still a fan. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I guess like, how, how does this process even work? Like, I mean, this is, I don't really know anything about sports, but like, how do you go about placing a bet? Like, do you do it through, is there like a brokerage for this or like, how do you even go there's about numerous it? numerous different ways. Okay. Yeah. There's numerous different ways. It used to be when our fathers were gambling that you meet up with a guy at a bar, you'd hand him some money. He'd hand you money back at the end of the week, stuff of that nature. You know, we're past that. It's 2020. Um, before COVID, you know, you could just walk into any casino that accepted wagers. You could place your wager, give them your money. They give you a ticket. If it wins, you come back and you cash your ticket in. That's the most simple, uh, you know, way to gamble for a long time. Now, um, what I do, I use applications on my phone, just like we're using now. And I just sign into the casino application and I check the different lines that are available and I place a wager. My wager is instead in form of, a t of a actual uh, paper ticket. It's just digital on my phone inside the app. And then once the wager is completed, it's either, you know, it goes into thin air if it's a loss or you get the money back in your account 
you know, with the original wager. So we can find that on applications. You can find that on websites. Um, now there is different states that have different laws. Um, some, I would say within the next, you know, five years or so, we should see a lot more states open up for legalizing um, gambling. But you can find ways around it. You know, there is ways around it because it's not illegal to wager. It's just, um, let's just say you're not supposed to wager if you're in a state, but if a site is accepting your money, it's not illegal. You know, it's, okay. it's kind of like that, that law with the marijuana thing where the government doesn't, you know, isn't all in, you know, the same line, but most of the states now offer it for legal, right. you know, stuff just to give you a comparison gotcha. and you can use Bitcoin to cash out. So you go to these websites, um, you know, Bovada for the states that are not legal. I recommend, you know, Bovada.lv. That's a good website. You can try bet online. Um, you can also play poker on these sites, but you can use them for wagering and then you cash out through Bitcoin into your cash app and you get the money in your cash app. Very simple. Gotcha. And since uh, Mike and I, uh, just a quick disclaimer, since Mike and I are not <laughs> hiding our identities, uh, we do not uh, like endorse or recommend or anything, you know, illegal or all that kind of stuff. This is simply an informational podcast, you know, yeah. I just want to throw starting, out there. Because... I was starting to sweat over here. I was like, oh man. <laughs> it is legal. I believe, don't quote me, it's legal in most states to wait there. Yeah. It's just some states have rules against online wagering. Gotcha. I should have I should have clarified. No, that. Yeah, yeah. It's not illegal to play the wager. It's just some states aren't legalized for wagering online, like playing poker and stuff. So in that case, you just go to one, you know, one of the websites and you just uh you go around it. Gotcha. Uncle Sam in every pocket. <laughs> and that's fine. Yeah. That's fine. Yeah. Um, I just wanted to make that disclaimer because our faces and names are not hidden <laughs> like yours is. <laughs> um, no, but this is it's still in, it's still interesting for sure. So okay, so now I know you can like there's different kind of bets, right? I mean it's not just like you know, you go to a horse race and like, oh, this horse is gonna win, or you watch an NBA game and this team's gonna win. Like there's like a thousand different ways you can bet on things, right? Like you know, kind of tell me some of the different ways to bet or like to bet and what kind of bets there are and all that kind of fun stuff. Yeah, there's different types of wagers. You can go ahead and you can place, um, you know, I, I don't I don't bet on any animals. Um, I just bet on, you know, sports that I actually love to watch and I enjoy watching. So it's basketball, you know, baseball for me, football. I'll dabble into some tennis, some soccer, you know, stuff of like that. But you can wager on, you know, horses. There's even people that wager on dogs, you know. Um, there's tracks all around, but yeah, you can place a single wager on anything. You can place a wager on a, you know, team to win a bet to win a game. You can place, um, a, what we call a parlay, which is a group of teams to win an even larger, you know, odds parlay. Um, so we'll go, we can go into that in a little bit more detail when you tell me that, um, you know, you want to know the exact difference between the different style bets, but that's pretty much it. You can bet on, you know, a team, you can bet on, um, soccer team a football team you can bet on the line for them to win by a certain amount of points there is you know hundreds of different ways to bet on pretty much anything competitive so i mean go ahead and break down the different the main ones that you you use in your okay so there's a so if you're going to wager you're going to wager on let's say the philadelphia flyers tonight they are you know a favorite you would have to risk 150 dollars to win a hundred because they are minus 150 favorites. If you chose to take the Pittsburgh Penguins, who they faced tonight, who were the underdogs, they are plus 140, just to give you an example. 
So that means if you wager $100, you actually get 140 back. So there's value on, on taking underdogs. So that's a straight wager. Um, another type of straight wager is spread betting. Spread betting means you wager by the exact score, meaning Philadelphia 76ers are playing the New York Knicks. Philadelphia 76ers are a lot better team than the New York Knicks. Philadelphia 76ers, in my book, are minus 10 points. What that means is that they are a 10-point favorite. So if I want to take that bet, I have to say, okay, they're going to win by 10 points or more. If they win by 10, because the spread is minus 10, I get my money back. That's what we call a push. If they win by 11 or more, I win my bet. That's a single spread bet compared to the money line bet, which I told you about the Flyers. So you can either bet for them to win or bet for them to win by a certain amount. Spread betting versus money line betting. And for, to go in a little bit further about the spread betting, I could also, if I wanted to not take the Sixers to win by 10, I could just say, okay, I think they're going to win the game. But they are a huge favorite. So that goes back to the money line. But this money line on such a big spread is going to be approximately minus 600. What that means, we're risking 600 to win $100. That is not a profitable bet in the long run because if you lose one of them, you're losing $600 just to win 100. Now you have to win six bets in a row to make that $600 back, risking more than 100 usually. So what I offer is a completely different style betting service. It's called the Hammerheads. I offer parlays. I don't like to bet too many spreads because I'm very good at picking winners. So I'm very confident with who's going to win the game. But I know that Las Vegas makes those spreads for a reason. <laughs> um, let's just say Vegas builds casinos and they build them by that. They, they build them doing it that way. You know, they make spreads very hard for us to be able to correct, guess the correct side. So I make it a little bit easier and I say, okay, let's grab the Sixers just to win. But instead of risking 700 to win 100, I'm going to try to risk 100 to win 100. In order to do that, I'm going to have to parlay the 76ers with the Green Bay Packers on Saturday. Even though that's four days away, I don't mind waiting for my money. I'm going to add in the Chiefs on Sunday because now I add the Packers, which are minus 300 to win 100. I add the Chiefs, who are, again, another favorite, just like the Packers, even bigger, minus 500. And now when I have all three of them in the same what we call parlay, I'm risking 100, but I'm winning more than that 100. I just turn those, those huge, huge favorites into a value play. It's called a parlay. I know it's a little bit you know, difficult to understand if you're really not in the betting world. But again, that's why I offer Hammerhead service because you know, we teach people this on a daily basis. They, we have a chat room and we break it all down. So um, two questions kind of going off of that. Um, one, sure. is, with a parlay, do they all need to be the same sport or can you do multiple different sports. I love doing multiple different sports. I'm, I'm nicknamed like the parlay king, parlay seppi, because like I don't mind waiting where people like to go ahead and see five games in a night. Okay, I want to parlay. So let's pick my favorite three or four. That's still hard to do in one night. 
I like to pick my favorite one or two maybe in that night, maybe add another one for the third night. So if I take the Sixers in basketball, I'm going to add in the, the Packers in football. I could even add in the tennis, which I actually did. It's kind of funny. I had a tennis woman last night that played at three o'clock in the morning in Abu Dhabi. And I parlayed her because she was a huge favorite. She was minus 300 to win 100. So I parlayed her with the New Jersey, uh, excuse me, the Brooklyn Nets, the Brooklyn now, um, with the Milwaukee Bucks. All these are very big favorites. I would never bet their money line because you have to risk over 500 to win 100. But I put them all together and then I add in Green Bay and then I add in, um, excuse me, the Chiefs. All of a sudden my 100, is to win about 400 or more because it's called a parlay. And to answer your question in a sentence, no, it does not. <laughs> it does not have to be the same sport. Okay. Um, and then, so when you parlay these teams, they all have to win, right? Like even if one loses, then you would. Correct. So you got to go like three for, th- if you were doing the three, if the three teams or whatever, you got to go three for three to win the whole pot. You Correct. miss one, you're, you're Correct. Done. Okay. Correct. That's why I like to do the money lines which is money lines is another word for betting the team to win instead of betting the spread that Vegas thinks they need to win by. Cause the money line is a lot easier. You just think you just, you know, this team's better than this team. Like nine out of 10 times, they're not going to lose to this team. Not too sure about the spread though, because some, you know, I, I was um, talking with somebody earlier today. There's a 14 point spread. The other, uh, there's a 14 point lead the other week. They were eight point favorites they went ahead and they scored a touchdown at the end of the game. Now they're only up seven. They're not covering that eight point spread. I hate that. I avoid that at all costs. I do parlays with the money line. Gotcha. Do you, uh, I mean, do you take any just like crazy bets just for fun? Or I mean, do you, or are you pretty disciplined with your risk management and stuff? Cause I know like, you know, in the stock world, it's super important that you're, you know, to be a successful trader, especially like a successful day trader, which is even infinitely times harder to be successful at, you know, you have to manage your risk effectively. And that's like the, you know, the number one most important thing. So you're, you're, you're controlling how much you're willing to lose and measuring whether or not that risk is worth it. So I guess my question is like, how often do you like, you know, take a flyer and just say, you know, I want to see if this, goes or you know are you pretty disciplined about it if it's a flyer it's never it's never a um it's never a dart i have um you know data that that would support that it's worth throwing a dart at the board if you if you use that you know um terminology so because i actually the reason why i say dart is um one of i have a room i have a chat room and i have a dart room where we throw darts it, everybody knows it's a risk but it's a calculated risk more times than not they're not going to hit but it's okay because it's a plus money play. For example, put one fifth of my unit today on a plus 500 underdog. If they would have won, I would have won five times that back. That's okay. I only have to win that one in every six times to recoup my investment. So those are the type of, you know, gambles that I would make. I don't like to do them too often because I'm really, really good at picking winners. So I try to stick, I try to stay really disciplined, make one or two single straight bets a day, um, which is, you know, uh, if it's, let's say, for example, the, the Texas Longhorns are about to host the Texas Tech's Red Raiders in another hour or two. They're only 
two and a half point favorites to Texas Longhorns. I can take their money line at a reasonable low money line. I would only have to risk about 140 or 150, I would have to assume, to win that 100. So I, I can do that as well. I can take money lines and only make them a, a single bet and not have to parlay. I usually try to find one, maybe two single bets a day and bet them for uh, you know, a larger investment because they're less volatile. You only have to win one game. And then I'll do a smaller slice of my investment on the parlays because they are more volatile. And if I lose that smaller slice, I want to still be able to pull a profit off my straight bet for the day. I, I hope I didn't lose you there. I'm sorry. Oh, you're good. Um, one of the questions that I do have is, so with stocks, you know, one of the, we talk about mitigating risk, right? One of the ways that with stocks that we can do that is like by setting stops, you know? So like if we see a share prices dropping below like a support line, we can set our stop there and it'll sell it like right around there. Is there a way with sports betting to like mitigate your risk like that outside of just the bets you're placing discipline. Yeah. Um, you can, it no, because you're, you're in full control of everything at all times, but what you can do in my parlay section, we have, for example, I'm working towards the green Bay Packers and the Kansas city chiefs. What I'm going to do because I won my tennis woman last night, hopefully the Brooklyn nets hold on right now and the Milwaukee bucks, which they should. And then if the green Bay Packers win, I'm going to get to my last leg, the fifth leg of that parlay. They're a huge, huge favorite at minus 500. So what that means is the opposition that they're playing, the Cleveland Browns, are a huge, huge underdog, probably around plus 400. What I would then do to, to answer your question is I would go ahead and hedge my winnings, take a small slice of my profit off because it's such a big underdog that I can take, you know, a hundred dollars and still make four hundred dollars back because they're plus four hundred now instead of me making five hundred dollars off my parlay i'm only making four hundred but now i'm making four hundred regardless who wins that's the that's the type of um security that we do but we are in full control there's no system that does it for us we'd have to be on top of it and that's what i do as as the hammerhead you know i teach people how to do that and they learn. And my, my motto is I don't want you as a customer for life. You know, I tell my, I tell my subscribers, I want to teach you for maybe two or three months. And then you learn how to do this yourself and you go out and you crush the books and you make all the money yourself. And if you want to stay in my hammerhead service, you're paying me $99 a month because we like to joke around and because I taught you the business, you know, that's it. You really, it, my system is very, very learnable in about 30 to 60 days, maybe 90 days. Once you, once you form that, um, that schedule, that routine of knowing when to hedge because you get down to your last leg in your parlay, then, you know, it just becomes automatic and they don't even need me after, you know, a few months and that's fine. Yeah. I'm here to help everybody make money. I don't need everybody's money. Right. You know, I'm just trying to help people out. Right. I mean, again, it sounds, I mean, like there's a, another, I mean, very close similarity to stocks, you know what I mean? Like, taking profit, you know, and not riding it all the way to try and hit that max peak, you know, of a move, you know, trimming profits on its way exactly. up and stuff like that to, you know, to lock in your stuff. So again, there's, there's a ton of similarities. It's, it's really kind of eye-opening for me, um, you know, cause I think a lot of it 
it seems like it, you you keep talking about data and stuff. I mean, you're you're educating yourself on this stuff. These are not blind bets. So tell me tell me more about like how you do your research, where you get some of your uh, this data from, I mean, it can't possibly be just from watching every sport all the time because there's too many of them to do. So where are you getting your info from? Correct. And first of all, I do have five or six TVs going and some of those TVs have about four <laughs> or five split screens on there at all times. So I'm probably trying, I'm trying to keep my eyes on, um, as we <laughs> speak, I have my eyes on about four or three. You're games. like That's our, uh, you're me. like our professional trading coach, Mike Tedeschi in the, in our discord. He's got like eight computer screens with charts going all over the place. I'm not lying. <laughs> That's exactly how I sit every single day. You should see my wall. I can actually show you guys, I'll take a picture and I'll show you guys. So that when you guys, you know, post this, you can show that. That's exactly exactly what it's going to look like what you're envisioning is you know in time it's going to get even more you know set up like that i don't mind having you know an entire wall of screens and just constantly screen hopping and checking scores and because there's a lot of live betting a lot of live betting mm. numbers change in the middle of the game and that's something that you need to take advantage of if a if a team that was a huge favorite goes down by one or two touchdowns I'm not still thinking that Patrick Mahomes ain't going to win this game. It's the first quarter with 15 with only 15 minutes into the game. Mm -hmm. I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to get the better odds now. So, you know, that's, there's, there's a gift and a curse, you know, how much uh, to answer your question, how, how much, how much money did you lose uh, or, or make on my Falcons blowing that 28 to three lead? Oh, I'm, I'm, a, I'm actually, a, I'm more of a favorite better because I'm just really good at picking winners. So I was on the good side of that for, <sighs> but I was, I was shitting bricks for the first <laughs> Oh my gosh. But then it was like the ultimate complete end of the opposite end of the spectrum in the second half. I was almost getting kicked out of the party that I was at. Cause I was going crazy that they came back. Cause I thought my money was out the window. Yeah. Wouldn't. Yeah. I thought it was too. It's really unfortunate that you didn't lose all your money that night. I'm sorry, but <laughs> <laughs> DJ is going to take up drinking tonight. Probably. I want to answer that question. What I do is I find data everywhere on the internet. I'm a sponge. So what I'd like to do um, all night, I like to sleep approximately, you know, the wee hours of the morning when there's barely any sports on, you know, 6, 6 a.m. to 12 noon, catch six hours then, um, wake up around noon when the games start, and then do it all again. I'm researching for about three or four hours before the main slate starts every day and dropping plays as I'm researching. And then after the games are over in another hour or two tonight, maybe three hours, um, I'll be researching for four or five, six hours until I fall asleep. Yeah, and researching means I'm combing ESPN, I'm combing all different betting websites. And then after I have my idea, and I'm not looking at any, I'm not looking at many lines, I'm just researching data and coming up with my own idea of who I think should win so that I'm not, I'm not tricked when I go to the book in my app and I check out the lines that Las Vegas has set because Las Vegas, again, I'm going to say this again, they build casinos. So um, those lines are very tricky when you look at them. And I come up with my attack plan by looking at the data, ESPN, Don best injury, any type of website that you can get any type of injury report on. Um, it's just basically looking at the previous matchups. I'm looking at the injuries. I'm looking at um, the game flow. You know, I'm not just looking at the score of 69 to 89 because that's a 20 point that's a 20 point blowout. But if you look at the game flow and you realize that, you know what, they were actually only down three to five the entire game. But the other team just hit like five three pointers at the end of the game and it just made it look ugly. So you want to give them a little bit more respect when they play that team the next time when Vegas is going to trick you and they're just going to say, OK, the spread's 15 this time because they won by 20. 
but realistically they didn't they're trying to let you not know that it was a close game the whole way because they think everybody's just going to think they're going to blow them out again just to, you know not to go into too much detail cool um so when you're looking at all this data um what would you say are some things that you like that stand out to you is like oh this is I mean, this is gold. This is, I got to get it on this bet. Are there some things that are like, you know, like sure, like as close to sure bets as you can get, you know, in your mind? Never a sure bet. That's the one thing. I have people in my inbox all day saying, yo, uh, Seppi, what's the lock for today? And my number one answer is there's no such thing as a lock. And they say, well, you're in the lock box. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, that's the name of a company, man. It sounds very good, but there's no such thing as a lock in sports betting. You know, you can see the, the undefeated um, New England Patriots, perfect season, 16-0, and lose to a team that was barely hovering 500 and goes on a run for three games at the end of the season in the New York Giants. Right. Um, everybody knows, you know, so it happens. Yeah. But um, I look for different things to answer your question that look out of place. If there's something I feel like Vegas is trying to trick us into looking for, I kind of go the opposite, even though it doesn't feel right. To elaborate on that, okay, this team beat this other team at the other team's arena by two or three, but now they're going to their own arena and now they're an underdog by four or five. That stinks to me because why would that Las Vegas make them all of a sudden an underdog if they won when they were away the last time this team faced last week? So that would be the first thing that stands out that makes me look a little bit deeper into the game and see if this is something that I want to kind of go opposite of because Vegas is tricking. So kind of off of that, you said, I mean, you, you kind of make it sound, I mean, obviously Vegas wants you to lose, right? I mean, they, they want you 100%. Their job is to make us to, is to make us lose. I go, would go into casinos my entire life. All my friends would go sit down at blackjack at roulette at slots. I would go to the poker room. Why? Poker room, I'm facing other people. I'm taking other people's money. I could take other people's money a lot easier than I can take the house's money. Mm -hmm. The house always wins in the end. So with that being said, I mean, that's one of the big differences with the stock market. I mean, uh, there's no there's no Vegas trying to make you lose. I mean, you're you have Answer but you, you have like <laughs> you have well, I mean, you have in like other investors that are trying to make you lose, you know, like that are trying to stop loss hunt and stuff like that, I guess. But anyway, so like with, with with talking about Vegas trying to make you lose, I mean, how do you gain that competitive edge? Is it just strictly like I'm just studying more and like you said, kind of looking in different directions, just trying to see where they're tricking you? I mean, how do you identify some of those opportunities? Yes, it's it's it's, it's all experience. First of all, it's it's the number one thing that that will help you avoid these things is just experience. And I've learned that the hard way, you know, you learn that over an entire lifetime, you know, of saying, Oh man, this team was 15 point underdogs, but they beat them last time. So I'm just going to take the 15 points and just hope they don't lose by more than 15. Cause they might even beat them again, but then they go ahead and they lose by 25. And you're just like, damn it. Vegas was good, man. They made that spread good this time. So what I like to do is I like to dive a little bit deeper and I'm just like, why are they making this team an underdog? They're undefeated right now. They beat them last time. Okay, they beat them last time because they didn't have the leading score in. Okay, they beat them last time because the other team went one of 16 from three. That's not going to happen again. Their leading scorer is going to play the next time. I'm going to check the injury report before I place my wager. 
these are all things that you come through. You know, when I say data, it's everything. It's not just injuries. It's not, it's, you go, you got to go to the actual school website. You can't just go to ESPN.com. You've got to go to, you know, different um, sports tips websites because they're not going to tell you this on ESPN.com. You know, you can find very generalized information on, you know, the main websites, ESPN, MLB, NFL, um, NBA, but you want to go ahead and you want to get outside the realm of the public, you know, because that's all they're all connected. <laughs> you want to find your own data. And that's what I teach people. I, I, I offer a teaching service. That's what I am. I'm not really just offering my picks. I'm offering, you know, m- my secrets, my tips of how I do it. So gotcha. I have a question um, and I'm probably not going to phrase this right. So bear with me. But so what happens if you get you make a bet that is a spread? So you're betting on the like point differential, right? What, yes. what if you pick a team that, so you, so you think the what Browns are going to win, right? By it, the Browns are going to win. Um, what if somebody like, what if they lose, but it's not within like the point differential, like, would you still, that that's good. You're good. You're good because you just did exactly the opposite of what I was giving the example of on the first time. There's always two ends in betting. You can always take the, you know, one side or the other. So if I'm taking, you know, the Kansas City Chiefs to win by more than seven and a half points, they have to win by eight or more. If I'm taking the um, their opposition, the the Cleveland Browns plus seven and a half, they can now lose by seven points because that half point makes seven a win. You have to lose by eight points to actually lose. So if you took the Browns, they can win the game easy. You won because you had them plus seven and a half. If the Browns lose by a touchdown by seven points, you're still winning because they are plus seven and a half point underdogs. Gotcha. So they have to hit both of those qualifications. I mean, you have to. If you're win. taking the spread. Yeah. If you, take you don't the have spread. to hit both. You don't, you don't have to hit both because if they lose, they can lose. But as long as they're not losing by more than seven, you're okay if the spread is seven or seven and a half. Okay. So that was, yeah, so, that was my question. But they could also win. Yeah, they could also win, but you're not going to make any more money if you only bet if you only bet the spread and they win as an underdog. You're still only going to bet. You're only going to win that amount. But if you're going to bet the money line, which is the underdog to win, the line for them to win, your money is positive plus money. So you're going to get plus four hundred back on that one hundred. But here's the thing: if they lose by seven, you lost your bet. Gotcha. Okay. So I've also seen people like bet on like players to do certain things like uh, I don't know Tyreek Hill's going to catch a 50 yard plus pass in this game. You know what I mean? Like, how does that work? I mean, are there just like little off offshoot things that you can do? Are you talking about prop betting, like uh, proposition betting for a specific outcome for like, uh, did you just mention like if so-and-so is going to throw a 50 yard pass or complete a 50 yard pass, that would be, com- that would be considered a proposition better or a prop bet. Mm-hmm. And yes, that's very, that's very popular nowadays. It wasn't as popular when, um, you know, we were kids, but it's very popular now where I can even bet, um, you know, Kevin Durant's a very big scorer in basketball. I can bet him to score more than 30 points in a game, mm-hmm. 110, a hundred, you know, you put, you put $110 to win a hundred. Or, you know, you put 100 to win 100 that he doesn't. There's always two little sides to everything because Vegas has to win what's called juice. That's why the numbers are never identical on both sides. Um, 
Kansas City Chiefs is going to be is going to be minus 500. They're not going to make the other team plus 500 or else Vegas would never win anything if people took the same amount of bets on both sides. So they have to make one of the other different. That's called juice. Gotcha. Cool. Do you do you do anything with uh, DraftKings? I mean, just curious because that's one of the, one of my favorite stocks. So I mean, it's kind of you know interesting. Yep, I'm on DraftKings. That's one of the books I use, but uh, I also use it for fantasy as well. Um, I play fantasy football uh, very avidly. Um, you know, usually about four or five leagues a year. I split with a family member, and um, yeah, we do, we do very well in that. We put up maybe a couple hundred dollars, and um, we buy a team. And we compete against friends or random strangers on the site. And we play week long, day long. And what I love the most is year long with my friends. So we can banter, you know, and, and smack talk the whole year. You're probably pretty annoying to play against in fantasy <laughs> sports. <laughs> 100%. I would imagine I that that is uh, not fun to play in the same league as you <laughs> whooping, our, whooping yeah. everybody. And I let my, and if it's my friends and not strangers, I let them hear it all <laughs> off season too. Believe that. Believe that. That's the most fun part about fantasy. We're smack talking and bragging, you know? For sure. For sure. Well, that's why I don't do fan. Well, I don't do fantasy betting fantasy for a lot of reasons but that's one of <laughs> that's the one reasons of why <laughs> yeah. um so i had a question um oh shoot i just lost it give me one sec um do you have a favorite sport to bet on i'm probably one i'm quick to answer that right uh, i'm probably one of the top i i and this is self-proclaimed so you cannot quote me on this but i would say probably one of the top 10 or you know 50 baseball cap cappers in the entire nation. That's my favorite sport because it's a very slow game. So I can watch six to 10 of them at one time and not really miss too much. And just when I hear the crack of the bat, look over to that screen, because even though I do like to comb through the data, you get the best feel for everything. If you're actually soaking it in live and watching the entire tape, just like a scout, um, Scouts are good because they they watch tape. They know the ins and outs. They don't just look at the record. They know that, okay, the record might be that because they're on something. So I like to scout and watch tape a lot. That's my biggest thing. That That's probably my biggest attribute is because I have a lot of time on my hands because I do this for a living. I don't work. Like a lot of handicappers will work a real time, uh, full-time job as well and then do this on the side. I like to watch tape of previous matchups that whole day leading up to that game before I place my wager. Gotcha. Um, so, I mean, I just have one more question, Mike, if I'll pass it to you, if you have anything after, but then we can kind of wrap it up uh, with this portion before we head to our live Q and a uh, for the discord members. But um, what's like, if you had to tell our listeners one thing, like if you're going to get started and, and try and learn how to do this, like what's the most important thing, you know, right out of the gate that you want, anybody that follows you or learns from you or whatever, what do you want them, them to know? Like what's the one most important factor to success? Just follow the pick sharks. <laughs> That's it. I'm dead serious. It sounds like, it sounds like a plug, but it is. And it's a lot of my clients are in my uh, pick sharks hammerhead and they're, they're still, they might still go out and dabble on their own, put it that way. Mm -hmm. um, and that's how they lose. So just follow the shark, you know, just because that's why you're paying the person to, to win money. Don't, don't defer from the system. The system's not broke. Don't fix it. If you are going to do something on the side, go very, very, very small. 
I call them candy bar bets or Taco Bell to Sizzler bets. Make them very small so you can have your sweat. You can have your fun by watching the game with a little bit of change on the line. But if you're going to put money on the game, put money on the game that I'm telling you to put on. Put money on the game that Seppi's telling you, that John, my, my, one of my best friends, one of my partners, Sniper John Lactus, you know, Parlay Pete Hess. These are all my partners. These guys have been doing this for 20 years professionally. I've been doing this for about five to 10 professionally. They have a lot more experience. They taught me the ins and outs of this game. We have a huge network of pick sharks. I'm just one of them, the hammerhead. So uh, what I would say is just basically less is more. You don't have to bet on every game and you have to be very, very bankroll conscientious. You cannot go ahead and bet $1,000, bet $100 in the same day or the same week. That is not smart bankroll management. You need to set what we call a unit. That's the first thing I teach every new client that subscribes to my hammerhead. When they say, hey, Seppi, what's a unit? I say, you just made my day. Now we get to go into this conversation because I get to teach you bankroll management. What you do is you set a unit. A unit is another word for bet size or comfortable average bet size. I always recommend one one hundredth. So example, you have, you know, a hundred dollar bet size. You got um, $10,000. You want to go one one hundredth of that. You want to make a $1 bet if you only have $100 to, to wager. You can lose that bet 100 different times and you would still have money on the 100th time. So you're not going to lose 100 times. That's the point. You want to make your bets so small so that when you lose, because you're going to lose, just like your stocks are going to go down, you're going to lose. The, uh, the best handicappers in the nation win about 55 to 62% of the time. So we're losing about 40-something percent of the time. You have, to be, you have to just be on the right side more often than not. So you have to have a good bankroll. You have to be very disciplined. Set a unit, one one-hundredth of what you're willing to risk. You don't have to do one one hundredth. I just recommend that because I don't have a, I don't have any other way to replenish my income. My income is gambling. So if I'm if if I ever went broke, I'm out on the streets. So that's why I'm very 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 disciplined because I put I pay my rent by this. I eat by this. You know, my kids eat by this. Joke. I'm not a dad. I know this is a stock dad's. You know, that's coming. It's all right. Mike's not either. I'm not, so. Yeah, I'm not either. No, I, that was that was going to be my stock dag joke, but I'm not. I know I'm not a jokester. It wasn't funny. <laughs> <I didn't know. laughs> it's all right. We'll count it. Yeah, we're not you funny tried. either, so it's fine. But uh, <laughs> no. for yourself, I'm hilarious. No, you're not. I tried to sneak it in, guys. I'm sorry, <laughs> I tried to go off the top of the dome. And it wasn't funny, but it's all good, man. And I'll go over this all more. I'm going to go over unit sizing more. If anybody ever reaches out to me. I don't need to charge you for this. I will honestly answer these questions when I have time. Just reach out to me in my, in my direct message inbox. You know, I get hundreds of messages a day. I don't answer them right away, but I'll help you find a unit size. If you tell me that you have $5,000 to go ahead and invest in the, in the betting, I'm going to tell you, keep your bet sizes around $50. Don't go above 50. When you get to 10,000, don't go above 100. Very simple. Yeah. Yeah, no, that uh, that'd make our local uh, Mike Tedeschi happy. I feel like that's exactly what he says. Uh, I'm pretty sure he said exactly like the 100. You know, yeah, yeah it's like thing. if you so what is it exactly? We'd have to rewatch the video in the Stock Dads Academy and stuff. But it's like um, the risk you know, of ruin calculator. Yeah, the risk like of ruin calculator, stuff. and basically if you 
you know, risk a certain amount, like you're guaranteed to wipe out your account this many percentage of the time, you know, so you got to manage your risk, you know, and, and, and that's, that's kind of the key for stocks, you know, investing and in, in trading stocks as well. So no, man, this has been super, super eye-opening, super interesting. And, and, um, it's entertaining obviously too. And I, and I, it's not for yeah, Mike. Cause Mike, everyone have you back. I'd be more than happy to go over it. We can, we can speak about a specific topic that, you know, we get a little bit of feedback back in the Q and a, and you know, if that's more important, I'll go over that next time. I would love to come back. It was great. Yeah, for sure, man. Um, well, before we wrap it up completely, we do got to do our, uh, our dad section here. I know Seppi, you already tried and Blues failed to, to <laughs> already tried and failed to enter in your dad joke, but, um, we're, well, Mike and I are going to hit ours up real quick. So Mike, uh, what's your, what's your dad joke for this week? All right. So, uh, did you know that you can't run through a campground? You can only ran because it's past tense. <laughs> Gosh, you're the worst. Yeah. See, we're not funny either. <laughs> I actually looked this one up, though. <laughs> uh, what, what do vegetarian zombies eat? Grains. Uh, I, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I thought it was funny, man. My boy Ricardo is a freaking vegetarian. I heard through the grapevine, so I know it's a know, real dis- it's a real disgrace. Obviously- you know, I I don't know why I have him on our team. You know, he, he needs to eat meat, but it's okay. You know, we don't is, judge. Is Ricky a vegetarian? Yeah, dude, you don't ever get on our staff chat at all. Like you just, you just keep, you know, living in your little blissful world over there and you just let me handle all the the dirty business every day. But yes, he's a vegetarian. What the heck? (laughs) Yeah, I know. Right. Um, Okay. So last week I started down this path of dark humor and and I'm going to continue this path because I, I think dark humor is just the funniest stuff out there so uh, this is where the podcast gets awkward <laughs> no. Let's go. no okay do you want a part do you want a dark humor or do you want a regular one i want Just dark humor brother. i love dark yeah. humor okay go, go with your All heart right. okay <laughs> these are hard for me to even get out i love it okay okay <laughs> Sorry. All right. Okay. All right. Let me see if I can do this. Okay. I got to compose myself. All right. Why did Paul drop his ice cream? Why? He got hit by a bus. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. I'm glad. I'm glad you like bust out into laughing at your own joke. So I can just sit here disappointed (laughs) in you. I'm sorry, guys. I know that these are just so bad, but I can't stop. They're just too fun. Are you? Wait, wait. Who? who are you a dad? I, I am a dad. Yeah, I'm oh, the only okay. real dad in this podcast. It feels like other than our listeners, <laughs> Mike and and Seppi are a bunch of frauds. Um, <clears throat> no. Yep. Someday, maybe if it's in the cards. We'll there see. you go. You got to do your uh, research first. Your data, you know measure yeah, risk sure. risk reward uh, no but this was awesome man um before we do our little wrap up just uh one more time give the people a quick um you know maybe a, a good 30 second you know shout out of where they can find you and and how you can help them okay first of all we offer um free picks my partner gives out his whole entire card probably once a week or two on his free site which is um it's pick sharks free sports picks and parlays 
that's the group on Facebook. So it's pick sharks, free sports picks and parlays. And then when you go there, you'll see there's links. Um, I'm a moderator on there. Um, John is my partner. He's a moderator. Pete's my partner. Jerry's my partner. They're all moderators. We all have our own services. And we're also all inside the lockbox, which is a collaborative uh, group that gives out daily sports picks. Some of them are shared from our personal, but some of them, but we all come up with this together. So check out lockbox. That is my group collab with all of my capping partners, but my own personal is hammerhead. And that is if you like to parlay. So if you want to risk a little bit less and kind of learn the ins and outs of how to parlay while still making some straight bets, come with me to Hammerhead. And, um, you know, I'll help you out. If you want to switch over to Lockbox, that'd be, more than, that'd be more than fine with me. I'm here to help everybody make money and find out how they can make money the easiest. Cool. Awesome. So pick Starks away. Awesome, man. Well, thank you from very much for coming on. And uh, this has been oh, my pleasure. This has been a ton of fun. And um, we're going to, keep rolling here uh with our discord live q a after this um but just uh you know for everybody listening thank you guys as always for the support um quick disclaimer as always you know like uh if you're gonna do any of this kind of stuff do it responsibly um you know make sure you're managing your risk uh nothing illegal is endorsed by stock dads not and i know that it's not sep you you made it very clear that there's it's all legal you know you just got to make sure you're doing the right way so just making sure stock dads gets that disclaimer out there so i don't want anybody sending me a message what are you telling people to do you know probably my mom you know would be the one to yeah in some states you might have to find the actual physical place to place your wager instead of going online i should have stated that gotcha yeah (laughs) um but yeah just as with anything even with stocks you know if you're going to get into this stuff do it responsibly take the time to learn to do things the right way don't try all these get get rich quick sure. schemes and stuff out there um but yeah this has been awesome but yeah you're not going to get rich in betting sorry to cut you off but you are not going to get rich in betting we should have said that um this is a marathon not a race um just like stocks probably the same thing you can get lucky very short but that is very much luck if you want to make it in the long haul it's a marathon there you go i like it um, but yeah, if you guys haven't already join our group, uh, stock dads on Facebook, follow us on Instagram, feel free to check out our discord stock dads, discord. Uh, you can sign up for those, uh, memberships via stockdadsofficial.com um, slash plans. And, um, but yeah, other than that, I, we're going to head into the Q and a session, but thanks again, Seppi. We appreciate you. No problem, man. It was my pleasure. It was a pleasure. All right, guys, Mike, you got anything else in closing words? Nope. I'll do it. Thanks, guys. Awesome. Thanks. We're out. Thank you for listening to Stocks and Sandals, a podcast by Stock Dads for Stock Dads. Make sure to subscribe for future episodes and join our Stock Dads community on Facebook and Instagram. But most importantly, don't touch the thermostat.